0: Pulse95 Live from Exposure at the Expo Center, Sharjah. Yes, and we're back live right here at Pulse95 Radio at the 7th edition of the International Photography Festival, Exposure. Mm -hmm. And we've been having such an amazing time getting to speak with some phenomenal Uh, world-renowned photographers. And we're here once again with another amazing photographer, a storyteller. It is my privilege to introduce Esther Horvath, a photographer and conservationist at the forefront of capturing and sharing the story of our changing planet. Esther is a highly acclaimed photographer whose work has been featured in some of the world's most renowned publications, such as National Geographic, The New York Times, and GEO. Esther's mission is to showcase the work and life of scientists who deliver important climate data from the harshest and most remote environments on our planet and raise public awareness about the rapidly changing polar regions. Welcome to the show, Esther.
1: Thank you so much. It's so wonderful to be here.
2: It's an honor to have you here. And as you just told us, it's your first time at Exposure. Tell us your expectations and, you know, when you came here, is it something you pictured in your brain?
1: Oh, my God. Like And I talked to other people who've who been here at mm-hmm. Exposure. They said that uh, if you ever been to a photo festival, so that's multiplied by hundreds, so that's <laughs> Exposure. And it's really like I feel like I'm just wandering ala- uh, around, like, oh, my God. And my exhibition is right at the entrance, and I didn't know that. So I said, I yes, I, oh, it. my God. Like, if we came in, I'm like, oh. <gasps> like what a surprise and it is done in a way like I I have many um, exhibitions around the world but i never ever seen such a beautifully done uh, exhibition of mine and I'm so honored to be here I'm so happy so excited it's really truly an honor
2: it's it's an honor to have you here now you are used to the polar region a little bit more cooler than the polar region but again want to ask you what inspired you to become a photographer and focus on documenting the polar region
1: so I always wanted to, to uh, tell stories. Like when I was younger, I thought I am going to um, be a book illustrator, but then I didn't go that path. And when I got my first camera, I realized, wow, I, I can do stories, not by drawing, what I imagined I will, I will be doing, but I can do stories uh, with a camera. Mm-hmm. And immediately as I got my very first camera, I knew this is exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was very much drawn into the polar regions uh, since an age of six. But uh, I, I was born in Hungary, and being a girl, uh, uh, I was born behind the iron curtain at that time, so it was impossible to imagine for me uh, uh, being a polar photographer. But uh, change, it ha- change happened, uh, political change happened, like there is no more Berlin Wall, no more iron curtain, so I, there is a, I had a free world to travel and to study somewhere else, and I studied in, in New York I lived there. And uh, while I lived in New York uh, in 2015, I got my very first assignment to the polar regions, going to the Arctic Ocean. And Mm -hmm. that was a love, absolutely love at first sight. And since then, I've been on 18 expeditions in the Arctic. 18, wow. And in Antarctica. (laughs) I barely traveled
0: twice in my lifetime. (laughs) No, that's amazing. Uh, I got the chance to see your exhibition right here, right when you step into the festival. It's called Polar Night. And uh, I I get this feeling when I'm watching, and when I'm looking at the photographs, It reminds me of John Carpenter's uh, sci-fi horror, The Thing, you know, a bunch of scientists in a remote, secluded area uh, in a world that feels unknown and almost uh, untamed. You just don't know what's out there in the dark, and uh, you really feel for the scientists who um, are so brave to take on in the name of science, in the name of, you know, just knowledge. And it's such a fascinating devotion see, it's it's something that nobody gets to know, nobody knows about, it's so far away and when you look at the imagery, it's alien, it's like, do we really have a place like this on Earth? And your, your photographs really capture that beautifully. Thank yeah. And, and
2: obviously, again, uh, you know, when you're going to these polar regions, I would expect that you would face a lot of challenges. Now, what kind of challenges did you face going to these polar regions, whether it was the weather, the climate, you know, where did you guys live? You know, how did you take your equipment around? I'm I'm, I'm intrigued. I would love to know.
1: I think one of the challenges is absolutely the cold. So Mm -hmm. how to deal? How you deal with the cold? And several times we can have minus 55 Celsius with windshield. So how you protect your hands? Because a camera is metal, so metal um, transfer uh, temperature very quick. Mm -hmm. So how you protect your hand? That's one challenge. Other challenge, some location we can uh, travel with a very limited weight. Okay. So how make sure how do I make sure that I have everything what I want? So it's usually my private things which suffer, so uh, camera equipment first and whatever space I have left and I pack my personal stuff. But uh, these are mainly the the challenges.
2: And I also want to ask, obviously you don't go over there and then everything is just ready for you. you, just take picture, picture and you keep going. No, you have to sit there and camp and wait for the right moment. How long are these sittings waiting to capture the moment that you think, yep, that's the picture?
1: So the exhibition, what we have here, is uh, from an ex- expedition where I participated three and a half months long. Wow. And I love to go for expeditions which are that long because you have the time to capture everything what you have in head. And every time when I go on an expedition, I have the pictures already in my head. I know what is the story I want to tell, which are the elements I'm looking for. So you have to really wait for it. And many, many times, like it, it can be hours, it can be days, it can be weeks until the moment happened what I was waiting for because i work um photojournalistic so i just wait for the moment to happen and uh of course i also take portraits which is easier because with portraits you can ask the person to stand in a certain way but if i work in a documentary like photojournalistic style then it's a lot of uh, waiting and also you are out uh, and you are really exposed to the elements and um can be super stormy, so it's very, even very difficult to handle the camera, you have to wear ski goggles because you cannot see mm-hmm. um, because it's so. so if, it's there, if there is a really big
0: storm. And I'm sure there's even like this uh, struggle to balance uh, capturing something that's uh, scientific, but also making it visually compelling so that the public can be engaged and, and, and feel like they're learning something, they can be educated by the, the personal projects that you put out there.
1: My very first uh, portfolio review with National Geographic in Washington D.C. I met Kathy Moran, who's also here at the festival, and uh, and also Sarah Lynn, and both told me that uh, I, after I showed my fir- after I showed my uh, pictures, they told me that I have to focus on the beauty of it and not the process of the science. So every time I'm on a scientific expedition, I'm searching like, what is the beauty here? How can I show science in a beautiful way? Because I always think and also uh, today at the opening, it was an example of the moon landing that mm-hmm. I always feel that if you if we think about the moon landing, we don't think about thousand pages of uh, text and the science, we think about the picture. And that's also in my head, how can I translate important science into pictures which stays in our mind? And with that, we remember the science and we remember the, fa- the climate facts.
0: Yeah, I feel like your exhibition does nail it. You know, your every photograph is digestible, but complex. And you learn just in in just one still moment, what exactly is going on? Yeah.
2: yeah, and I I wanted to ask the question, Esther. I mean, how does someone you know get into this field? And obviously, there's a lot of amateur photographers right here at Exposure, but I mean, obviously, an amateur photographer just can't pack his his or her bags and say, "Yep, I'm going to the polar region." How did you get into that?
1: It's, I think it's very important. Whatever photography you do, you have to you have to focus on the on the topic you really love to do. And then to show that, uh, to show also editors you want to work with, that's really what you want to do. And for me, uh, it was, of course, I was not going on expedition to show that this is what I want to do, because it's very difficult to get Mm -hmm. in. But what uh, I always knew that I want to work with people, I want to show the group of people. I had the love for polar regions in my heart, but I didn't uh, even know how it is possible. Mm. And for me, actually, it it happened that I got an assignment, but At the moment when I get an assignment, I went already to many portfolio reviews showing the the work focusing on people focusing on science, mm-hmm. uh, i worked with biology, scientists already before a group of people, so I was a kind of good fit for that assignment which I got from Audubon magazine, but right after that I did a lot of research, like research, 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 how can I go back to the polar regions, but f- of course it was easy for m- me because I had already one assignment, I already accomplished one expedition, mm-hmm. so I could show to institutes I wanted to work with that I already did one, but from that that moment, I did a lot of research going to meet scientists, going to meet uh, meet uh, math institutes mm. that I can continue this work and that's the reason I have 18 expeditions behind me. Amazing. And
0: if you want to learn more about this, you're holding two seminars. First, Climate Change at the Extremes. It's going to be on the 12th of February from 1130, as well as Arctic Through the Eyes of the Explorers. If only we had all the time in the world, but don't miss out. Check out the seminars that you'll be hosting later this week. We're going to be taking a short break, and we'll be coming back. Esther Horvat. Thank you so much for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure, and we hope that you enjoy the rest of the Exposure event.
1: Thank you so much, and I also want to encourage everyone that I'm I'm very approachable, so if yes, anyone has uh, a question during the Exposure, I'm, I'm here every day, so I'm very happy to talk. Awesome, and thank we're you happy
2: to me. have you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, keep it locked right here on Pulse Night 5, taking a short break, but when we come back, the fun does not stop.